Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. All right, guys, welcome in here. Another edition of the Early Line on the Grid. It is SportsGrid.com. Uh, I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dane Martinez as we continue to push along here this week, uh, trying to figure out what a uh, world without uh, sports is. And as we uh, push on to another week here, and uh, now we are on a Tuesday, and thank goodness for a lot of stuff that happened over the weekend, including, you know, obviously WrestleMania, which Dane, of course, uh, made people an awful lot of money if you would have followed along once again. Uh, we did, of course, uh, get a little more clarification on the draft that is coming up. And then last, of course, but not least, uh, we did uh, yesterday learn of a little scheduling change from one sport that is definitely um, planning on coming back, although there is one cancellation. And that cancellation, Dan, of course, was the uh, the British Open. Uh, we knew it was kind of we knew Wimbledon, right? We knew British Open was kind of they were moving away. They said they had to collect insurance, so they had to cancel, couldn't reschedule, and a lot of question marks remained for the other three majors on the PGA Tour. We know that Augusta, you know, that would should have been a couple of weeks from now, was like, yeah, no, that ain't gonna happen. Uh, but we did get some clarification, at least yesterday, as far as now the new schedule uh, for the majors in golf. And it's kind of interesting. So really, I mean, it's like August, September, two in September and one in November, not even October. Right. Uh, it's uh, November. And, and it looks like and we've questioned this with the Triple Crown, too, with the Kentucky Derby pushing to September. Were they going to mix and match? Well, Golf is mixing and matching because it looks like we're starting off with the PGA Championship first. That looks to be in August if all goes well. Yeah, Joe, you know, first of all, good morning to you and everybody out here on the early line in Sports Grid. As always, giving you what you need to get the edge here on the grid. You're right, Joe. I mean, remember yesterday how we talked about the NBA schedule and how it kind of had a drop dead date? Yes. Right, that they would have to cancel the whole thing. But the key to that, and we outlined it yesterday, mm -hmm. Joe, was you know, because then it starts to compromise next year's right. schedule. With golf, we don't really have that issue, right? Because the next year, the 2021 Masters wouldn't be until April. So they have all that kind of fall and even into, like you said, November, wiggle room to play with. The only thing, unfortunately, is I know the U.S. Open was supposed mm -hmm. to be here in Long Island or in Westchester here in the state of New York. And I don't know if you can play in November. So they got to be one of the early ones, you know, like in September as well. So yep. they have that kind of wiggle room, unlike what we talked about with the NHL or most notably the NBA previously. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at Wingfoot, September 17th to the 20th, right? Ryder Cup, too, don't forget, Whistling Straits. <laughs> um, it, I can't believe it's here again already. Uh, Ryder Cup, Masters is Augusta. Boy, is that going to be fun to see what, yeah. you know, usually in, in April, it's always the, it's the launch of spring. You know what I mean? It's the leaves are churning. It's, it's beautiful in Amen's Corner. Now it's November. It's like the leaves are all gone. <laughs> There's going to be leaves all over the place. It's, it's a totally different feel. But you know what? We used to start with the Masters. And this year, you know, and, and I'm okay with this. As long as we get to play and we get some semblance of what this is on these majors, uh, including the Ryder Cup, being able to get the Ryder Cup. And the way it looks like is that Ryder Cup from September 25th to the 27th in Whistling Straits, guys will have a month off between, then they got to get fired up for the, uh, for the Masters. So uh, I think all of this plays really well into Tiger Woods and some of these other guys, Brooks Kupka, who have been a little hurt uh, to start the year. Nah, not going to be any uh, any reason for injuries moving forward here and uh, and finishing off the year strong. Uh, think about all the sports we're going to have going on right around that time too, as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, <laughs> get ready for September and October. <laughs> okay, because this is always already Joe. Mm -hmm. You know, they always have that one Saturday. I think it's in like early October when Major right. League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, and the NHL are all going on. Yep. We're gonna add. You're gonna add NASCAR. You're gonna add golf. You may still have the MLS 
in like mid-season form at that point as well. I think you make a good point, Joe. The guys like Brooks, who had a little back issue, or Tiger, who, you know, hasn't really been 100% consistently. It's the same as what we talked about some of the baseball players, right, Joe? That were dealing with injury, but now that the schedule has changed, they may be raring to go and 100% when it actually takes place. What I would want to ask you, though, Joe, Mm. you mentioned in Augusta, right? And yes, that's like... The sounds of spring, you always see those commercials in February and March, and it kind of gets you ready for the trees and the birds chirping and, you know, like you said, the kind of unofficial opening of spring. Real question, though. You mentioned the leaves falling down there in Augusta. Does that change the golf course, right? Like the idea that the trees are kind of insulated or the wind currents or what have you, I wonder... Like, it's going to play slightly differently if the trees are bare, if it's, you know, a different season. I wonder how golfers get ahead of it. I know these PGA guys probably have played Augusta in different times of the right. year, right. you know, because they're kind of allowed on. But I really do wonder how it will change the way the course is played. Such a weird course because they only play 100 rounds a year. I, I mean, like, the members, it's mm-hmm. just nice saying you're a member. They don't let anybody in, but, you know... Not because you're playing that golf course, guys, because they shut that down. They shut it down before, they shut it down after. I mean, there's a very limited amount of time that you can actually play this course, member or not. Uh, But the truth is, when they have um, unlimited resources like they do at Augusta, uh, if they want to cover it in saran wrap and preserve it, Dane, they will do whatever the hell they need to do in order to make sure that that grass is pristine, that everything around, they'll have people over there, they'll pay people to actually glue the damn leaves back on the tree, folks. All right, that's that's what we're talking about with Augusta. They don't play by other people's rule books. They wanna be it, they're gonna be it, and they're gonna be really, when you look at the difference, a month, September 25th, 27th, is the Ryder Cup, that'll be that, and then really it's a month to prepare and get ready for uh, that November 12th through the 15th at Augusta, and then it leads right into Thanksgiving, which yeah. this, it's just, it's mind-numbing to think we're going to have, we're going to finish the majors off in November. That's crazy. The idea that the Masters yeah. will be going on in the state of Georgia at the same time as SEC football, yes. the Hedges, is going to cause for some very interesting decisions yep. of fans down south. Yep. And I think it's funny, too, because the timing of it is it's the Masters could have, they could have went September. They could have went first. They could, you know what I mean? They, they could have maneuvered because they don't have to play. They hold their own tournament. The PGA has got nothing to do with that damn tournament. You know what I mean? So they could have played hard. I think they just said, you know what? We don't want to reschedule it. So, and I think that's really at the point that we're at with a lot of these sports leagues is the last thing we want to do is keep kicking this can down. Uh, down to the, Because it's just, you're pissing everybody off, plain and simple. I mean, that's the... Every time you give us a date and we get to that date or close to that date and you tell us another date, it's a, it, we all die a little bit inside, Dan. You know what I mean? We're all kind of like, I ain't, it ain't. The pessimism and over the last three weeks from where we started to where we are here, and a lot of that has to do is because we've been fixated on these dates and the dates come or we get a little bit later and they're like, oh, no, maybe, well, maybe you shouldn't have said anything at all or just schedule it all in November or December and give yourself enough time to be able to readjust. Yeah, and I remember we said last week, remember the U.S. Women's Open. Yes, yes, moved, yes, yes. Moved all the way to December, right? Yep. And I think that's uh, another, you know, piece of evidence to what you're just talking about, Joe, yep. right? The worst would be to be like, hey, okay, we're going to be back at this time and then have to cancel or postpone yet again. Yep. It's, you see a lot of these leagues or events kind of staking out mm-hmm. you know, weekends on the calendar very far in the future, so at least they can start to prepare for that. And it's for the athletes also, right? Yep. We've been talking about it. If you have, whether you're an Olympic athlete or a damn horse staring for the first Saturday mm-hmm. in May, you have to kind of train to get to that point. You That's have to, correct. you know, have your practice or whatever it is to be kind of at a hundred percent or be raring to go when you are in competition. Mm-hmm. So like the idea of even golfers, right. Thinking yep. that, Hey, in late August, we're going to have the PGA and then it getting pushed back again. That's the worst case scenario. So you are seeing some of these events push forward as far back as they can. Yes. Try- conservative and safe yeah i mean listen that just to me it sounds phenomenal i'm excited uh for it because it is certainly far enough away 
um, that it will give people uh, a little, at least a little bit of hope there. But you're right. I mean, having the Ryder Cup, the U.S. Open, and then, of course, finishing it with Augusta and, and the Masters in November while the NFL is going on. You mentioned SEC football, college football <laughs> happening. Uh, who yeah. knows? We might even have. We yeah. might even have a World Series going on at that particular point, too, which is just mind-numbing. And is, as bad as it is, and a lot, that a lot of us get in cabin fever, I got no problem um, locking the door to the house and locking myself in for the whole month of November, if that's going to be the case, Dane, because the lead-up and everything else that's going to come along here is going to be uh, phenomenal. And it's going to be such a weird, just a weird feeling, watching Amen's Corner and listening to Jim Nance in November, and it's like, ooh, this is going to be, it's going to be crazy, and it's, uh, who knows, it, it could snow, I, I mean, you just don't know right now in November what it could be, it's going to be fun, though. Absolutely, all options <laughs> are on the table, and Joe, you know, we always want to ask the people who are watching here on Sports Grid mm. a question, I have a real question, and I would love sure. to know what you think, let's say you are someone who has tickets to the Masters, yes. right, but you are also like a University of Georgia booster. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Or you are also, say, an Atlanta Braves season ticket holder, and yep. they're in the NLCS, yep. you know, which is possible, right? Atlanta is, what, like the second or third shot to win the NL, right? And as all these things kind of compile on each other, what do you prioritize, right? Like, what do you prioritize? Yep. I understand Augusta is kind of a once-in-a-lifetime thing, but with so many kind of movements happening in the sports calendar, right. there are going to be some venues, some fans, some marching bands or what have you that are double booked. Yep. And I wonder how that's going to play itself out as well. So if you <laughs> are out there, okay, hit us up at SportsGrid, yes. at Mary, at Spit and Speed, and let us know what would you prioritize when what we're talking about being happy to have so much to talk about. What about when they uh, kind <laughs> of come together and you got some decisions to make. You're going to have to make uh, a few decisions because those that, uh, and we know it, those that buy those tickets to Augusta, first of all, you, you, you ain't staying in Augusta. That's number one. Right, the hotels, the, right. The hotels is like you're driving an hour away. Like that's a commute, uh, right? There's very few homes and places to be able to stay and, and the golfers always get first crack at that. So you're commuting into Augusta to begin with. And then once you're there, you're not there for just one day. Like you are there all four days and it's a um there's going to be a lot going on in and around that now so it's going to be very very you got some decisions to make you love doing it in april and guys i know that plan around it uh the tickets aren't cheap but they book these kinds of trips around it but they are also the same kind of guys that would book a weekend to go see georgia football and those that types of things so our race that gets pushed back you know the nfl it's That's like right. oh this is going to be yeah and don't forget you got the fedex cup playoff too that has to be decided right, right. you know and imagine if augusta and i don't know if that, i got to double check because you're talking about a couple of fedex cup championship tournaments there that decide who the big winner is at the end I, the points from right other majors that have right. to get played, right? So is it, does it end with the Masters being the final FedEx Cup tournament too as well? Like, it's interesting to see how that works. And maybe that's why there's a month in between the Ryder Cup and when that happens, because they got to they gotta crown a FedEx Cup champ too. There's a lot of money involved with that. Right. So a uh, lot of decisions to make, but at least I think golf, and I've always said this, I think golf was always going to be one of those Sports right. that was going to make it back first. Uh, NASCAR, I think tennis uh, also. Some of these uh, individual sports that aren't very crowd-oriented. I mean, listen, tennis doesn't want you talking, breathing anyway. So what the hell's the difference whether or not you're in the building watching tennis or you're not watching tennis? Um, they literally don't need anybody but themselves, right? I mean, it's very, they're not rubbing up against each other anyway. They're certainly social. Like, tennis is the social distancing sport of champions right now like there's no reason for those two people who are playing to ever be near each other at all in any stretch of the imagination so uh i think tennis is also something that we should look at on the way back probably not the u.s open and uh in flushing there by Udane, but um certainly towards the back half there towards the end of the year i could see some tennis getting back in it as well 
Yeah, I mean, the U.S. Open, and by the way, Joe, you should know that I used to be a ball boy. I remember. I remember. Yep. My high school days. So remember, it strikes that balance. It's a huge event, by the way, here yes. in New York, and it usually happens right around Labor Day, okay? Mm -hmm. End of August, very beginning of September, right as the kids are going back to school. But the question, you couldn't push it back because then you have weather concerns yes. as we get into the fall and the winter here in New York. It's kind of right as, you know, the fall is starting and it's starting to get crisp in the air so it'll be interesting but you're right you know this idea and and there's still so much we don't know joe right nice. in new york city uh this week they are reporting for the first time that the amount of cases or hospitalizations is actually starting to plateau for the first time they had a number mm -hmm. that was lower than the day before now it takes a few days to make a trend right so i want to get out in front of my skis but there may be cause uh to think that maybe we are hitting the apex or at a plateau here in New York yes. doesn't mean what it'll be in other regions. No. I'm just talking about the U.S. Open at Arthur Ashe in early September. We're holding out hope. Maybe that's possible. Yeah, by the way, Arthur Ashe is currently a hospital right now um, that they have turned in. Uh, the indoor courts there have, uh, have been a location that they have been prepping for. But again, this is April. Uh, U.S. Open would be, you know, two or three months down the road here. So let's see how that goes. But I do think tennis in general is one of those sports where, you know, if you've ever been to a tennis match, and Dane will tell you as a ball boy, um, like, shut your pie hole. Like, they don't want you making noise anyway. So it's not like it really isn't like whether you were there or not. It's going to affect the people who are participating in the match. So I could see definitely, like, Wimbledon, I think that was the one tournament probably maybe went on there if they were uh, if they were going to push the envelope just simply because of how that sport is put together and right. how fans aren't that it's nice to be there but it's not needed in order to be able to continue to play but you know it's such an event especially out there in england with the mm -hmm. strawberries and cream yes. and, the, and the and the royal box and all that so yep. i do think it was a prudent decision to push it back. I actually, though, Joe, we'll talk about it maybe more on the other side of break. I think golf is more spread out than tennis because golf, you just need the two guys in a foursome or whatever and their caddies. You need the chair umpire. You need the Lions judges. You need at least a couple of ball boys. So I wonder mm. what does take less humans to put on, golf or tennis? Uh, it's, a, it's an interesting question, Dan, because they're both very social distancing yeah. ready, right? I, I think NASCAR, too, same kind of situation there where Guys are wearing hazmat suits for the most part there. They're in cars, and while the cars may be close, they're not necessarily close. So you got five or six dudes in a pit, and voila, you got yourself a, uh, a NASCAR race. And we had a, actually a NASCAR race over the weekend, which I thought was interesting, given the right. fact that uh, uh, one guy, I believe, uh, actually quit during an iRace and ended up getting fined and lost the sponsor and, uh, and Bubba Wallace. Like, how in the world can you be in an iRace? Like at literally a video game race, and you quit somehow and lose the sponsors beyond me. Crazy, absolutely crazy. We'll get you caught up with everything else too, uh, storyline-wise. That's coming up. We'll review uh, WrestleMania, and we'll be back, and we'll do it coming up next year on the early line. SportsGrid.com: Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips, 24/7, as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, guys, welcome back in here to the early line. It is the grid at the SportsGrid.com. Dane Martinez, Joe Ranieri, and boy, oh boy, I got to tell you guys. Uh, we had uh, talked a little bit last week about uh, the big event, WrestleMania, over the weekend. And, uh, you know, Dane, now that everything has come to fruition, we've had a day or so to look at the results and kind of digest what happened. You were right. Rob Gronkowski was going to be a part of yep. WrestleMania. We all kind of knew it, uh, but yep. we just didn't know to what extent. Were they going to continue the storyline with him? Were they not, uh, right? I mean, that was, we weren't sure. Uh, but when it was all said and done, every one of the damn picks that you provided us on this show last week, and this is two years in a row now, WrestleMania, uh, it was just a clean sweep across the board. So congratulations Remember, once again, part. dude. Nobody knows wrestling like you do, brother. Nobody. Thank you so much. Nobody. Remember this, though, Joe, come next March, okay, when you need to have a little bit extra in your account 
to bet on WrestleMania, okay? Yeah. So that I could give you what you need. I mean, what we actually said was a two-match parlay, right? That's right. what I was actually putting in. You right. asked about a couple people, and those did come to fruition. Just to recap, the two that I said to put in the parlay card were Alistair Black, who did, in fact, beat Bobby Lashley. Mm -hmm. And I told you that Bray Wyatt, uh, also known as The Fiend, was going mm -hmm. to beat John Cena, and that's actually what happened. In one of the most, and I got to tell you, Joe, one of the most interesting wrestling matches I've ever seen in my life, Joe, mm -hmm. what they did for this match and the Undertaker match, which we talked a little bit about, it wasn't in a ring, right. Joe. It was more of a kind of like cinematic affair, right. okay, where they really edited things together. There was no commentary, and they kind of let the creativity reign supreme. In the Undertaker's case, it was because... The man is in his late 50s, right. and he's not really a uh, good as a wrestler anymore, so it kind of made him look better in this match he was mm -hmm. having in a graveyard. It was pretty cool. Yep. Okay, And then I told you about this persona of the fiend that Bray Wyatt had, and they really, I think it was really, really creative yep. taking John Cena through all of his kind of career highs and lows. It was a good for the true wrestling fan. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I also told you that match with Otis and Dolph. Yes, Ziggler, yes would get the girl and yep. that's exactly what happened they did some kind of weird like they exposed the girl's kind of tag team partner as yep. being behind some drama for the relationship so that was cool and i also told you joe that they were going to take the belt off of brock lesnar a name you know from ufc mixed martial arts and yes that is what happened there is a new wwe champion and his name is drew mcintyre yep. Yep. Joe is known as the Scottish psychopath. Yep. And so the ones I told you I actually did like came to fruition. There were a yep. couple that were like, you know, plus 150 here or there. And I was right. like, eh, I got to mm -hmm. leave, but I'm not actually hitting submit. So if you were listening carefully, you have more money in your account than you used to. Absolutely. And uh, it was good because now I guess because, and I, I believe, right, Gronk walks away with that. Yeah. 24-7 uh, belt, right? Something like that. With Rob Gronkowski. Right. You know, like, and listen, a few years ago, Rob Gronkowski was a wrestler. Yeah. What was called like the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Right. They didn't have a Battle Royal this year because that would require 20 wrestlers being, yes. you know, within six feet of each other. Yeah. So that didn't happen. They made, at some point last year, Joe, they made something called the 24-7 champion. Right, exactly. What yep. that was is that like whoever the champion was had to always have their head on a swivel. You know, like it could happen at any time. And they've been creative in the way that this happens, you know, outside of wrestling, you know, at someone's birthday party, this happens when someone's out doing a, a promotional appearance. Yep. And you kind of knew that this is where Grob Gronkowski was going to get involved. He has a friend, Joe, that's actually one of these wrestlers, a guy named Mojo Rawley. Yes. Remember, yeah. WrestleMania was spread over two nights. Yes. So first night, it was this guy, Mojo Rawley who won the 24-7 uh, yep. championship. And then, you know, they're like boys or whatever. And so then out came, at some point uh, in the second night, out came a bunch of guys trying to attack Mojo Rawley, and it got a big, you know, kind of melee going on. Right. But Rob Gronkowski jumped from off of, like, the perch. Imagine Booger McFarland on Monday Night Football. Right. He jumped off of that, cleaned everybody out, and got the one, two, three. So, yes, Rob Gronkowski is technically... 24-7 champion, which means that his storyline, his character will continue in WWE for a little while. I wanted to ask you, too, because one of the standout um, uh, fights of the of the weekend was a, yeah. was one that we covered here with the with the women. It was the NXT Women's yeah. Championship. Ripley. And we talked about Ripley versus, um, yeah. you know, Charlotte Flair, and uh, we weren't sure whether, you weren't sure whether Charlotte was going to be right. able to continue it. Were they passing, kind of passing the torch? I mean, nobody's right. been better. Charlotte's just a, a legend already, uh, but it, I think she ended up taking it down as an underdog there, a pretty decent underdog, in fact. She did. That was one that I was kind of on the fence with. I, I, I thought they maybe were trying to hype up Rhea Ripley as one of these right. new kind of standard bearers right. for the division. And to be quite honest, that was one that I was a little confused about the outcome. They did decide to put the strap back on Charlotte, on Charlotte. Yep. Um, and this NXT. What they're trying to also build up is the amount of championship reigns that Charlotte has had in her career. Anybody who's Makes familiar sense. with the name Flair knows the name Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> there you go. Well, Charlotte is Charlotte is yes. his life daughter, like in real life, okay? Yep. And so the, um, the record is that Ric Flair has won the championship 
16 times in his wrestling career. Charlotte now with this win, I believe is up to like 11 or 12 herself. Brilliant. And they got to yep. get her championship reigns to maybe yep. tie and ultimately surpass her yep. pop. Uh, and I love it because that was uh, it was one of the more talked about fights certainly on social media there on yeah. uh, on day two on that. Sunday, and it was exactly it was actually really really good and and if you've never had a chance to see uh, especially Charlotte I mean it's you know the apple didn't fall that far from the tree yeah. she's a tremendous athlete hell of a performer you know what I mean she That's understands true. the crowd even though there was no crowd which I got to tell you Dane I thought they did. Some of the highlights that I've seen, you sure. almost wouldn't have known there was yeah. no. You know, they did an amazing job filming it and how they did it there, because that was pre-recorded. Absolutely. And so we talked about this, and that's mm. part of the way they were able to do it, yeah. right? It's the same as if you go to Whole Foods right now. You're only allowed to have, like, 10 people in the grocery right. store at one time. So they, you know, kind of had shifts where they would bring in the wrestlers so that it could be, you know, safe. And what they were able to do then, Joe, and you know this just as well as anybody else, we usually do this show live right? right so we had one shot at it okay right. and whether we stumble over words whether we're cough it doesn't matter right but um they usually do these pay-per-views and raw or smackdown live so live. the fact that these were pre-taped let them have you know if they miss a move they could do it or they can edit it in a certain way and i yep. told you about the more cinematic matches with the undertaker with Bray right. Wyatt, john cena but they also did a very smart job of some of the other uh, matches that were in a ring just with their camera angles, just with some of That's the right. edits to make it look, um, you know, very fluid. So I would say um, the reviews are mostly in, and a lot of people thought that WWE, both in terms of their creativity yep. and in terms of their, uh, you know, editing, actually did a good job. And another good thing, real quick here, Joe, is that, you know, they did it over two nights right. for the first time ever. And I would not be surprised if that was a new norm for WrestleMania as well, trying to take over an entire weekend and stretching out this, you know, biggest event on their calendar over two days instead of just I one. Give him, uh, I give him credit. I really do. I mean, the storylines, and if you are a wrestling fan and you, you, were, you were enamored over the weekend, you had plenty, uh, plenty to consume there, which was really good. And they <clears throat> continue the storylines, which is really what wrestling is, uh, is all about. There's no off-season. Where WWE. does it go from here, though, from wrestling, sure. from that standpoint, though? Because sure. will there be more, or are they just are you holding yeah. off, or what are they doing? So um, from what I have read, because, you know, a lot of these things are now taped in advance right. in this right. new normal that we are in. Right. They have taped, you know, a few weeks out already. Right. Okay? There's talk, because remember, they were supposed to be emanating from Raymond James in right. Tampa. Their performance center is in Orlando. And so they have taped, I believe, a week or two already. But now, as you know more than most, Joe, the state of Florida is now finally under a stay-at-home order themselves. Okay, yep. So there is talk that after these tapings that have happened already kind of air, they may, they may go dark. Right. For a little bit, okay, um, and that you know we'll see what the what the officials and what uh, the curve dictates. But Joe, after WrestleMania, every single year, because you know WrestleMania is always like the culmination of these storylines, right. right? That have yep. been working for months in some cases, and so you know you have new champions. And what usually happens here is um, there's a specific pay per view in May that kind of right. sets the tone for other things. But what they also do, Joe, and you'd love this. And the NFL is getting ready to do this. They usually around this time they hold a draft, which is okay. awesome. Yes, so what they I do, saw that. Yep. They do make shows a Raw and SmackDown. What yep. they do is have like the leaders of that show kind of redraft the roster, so you get a lot of like movement, and that creates you know fresh potential storylines and angles that they can do. Yep. So what wrestling fans will be waiting for are two things: if and when they do kind of the draft to rejigger the rosters okay. and to see if the May pay-per-view, which is known as Money in the Bank, if that goes off as scheduled. But I do know that they have one or two more weeks of Raw and SmackDown already filmed and ready to air. And listen, man, I love that draft concept, yeah. too. I mean, I love how they the interaction with fans and the ability for fans to feel like they're a part of it is is okay. one thing that Vince has done just masterfully over the years. Some sports don't get it. Um, he's always got it. Real or not real doesn't make a damn bit of difference. You know they're world-class athletes. Uh, nobody's ever questioning having the ability to be able to do what they do. 
but also that storyline, like Dane, even for, for you guys, to, for guys that follow it to know it, it's like, it's like you've been living it. And I think the reason you know it and all wrestling fans know it is because they feel like they're a part of it because of things like, you know, having the ability to watch these guys kind of come through the ranks and grow up with himself. Uh, he's done great. I mean, Vince has done an amazing job of, of doing that, and there'll be more wrestling uh, coming down. I, I hope that would transfer into the XFL, um, and, I, and I certainly hope the XFL is not going to be, uh, you know, another casualty here of, uh, of the pandemic, and I hope uh, that they'll be able to make a return next year because I really do think uh, even after the five, six weeks, seven weeks that they were having, they, they, their ability to be able to kind of keep it, the momentum going, I thought was fantastic. And I really did think if they would have gotten to the playoffs, um, I, I think the ratings would have been a hell of a lot higher than anybody would have gave it credit for. And I think they would have rolled into year number two. I just hope yeah. that, you know, they're able to regroup because nobody does it better than, uh, than Vince there. And his whole thing in wrestling and in the XFL was the interaction and the access, not only to the athletes, but with the fans. And I hope we get more of that. I really do. Listen, I mean, I think at this point, everyone knows that wrestling is quote unquote right. fake, right? And that right. means it's predetermined. They work on what they're doing together. It's choreographed on some level. They, 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 they know how to fall. Right. But, you know, wrestlers get hurt, like in real life. Okay, those injuries are not, you know, they are real. Yep. It is a grind. These guys are on the road yep. 200, 250 nights a year. It is no easy task, I'll yep. say. But what they have done, Joe, is they've kind of changed the terminology, and they now call it sports entertainment. That's right. right. Yep. And here's the thing, okay? The athleticism is real, okay? Check it out, and you'll know. But the word entertainment is something that you're mentioning. Vince has done better than most Anybody. for a long time. Yep. And I think that... I think that translated to the XFL, Joe. Honestly, yep. right? Didn't we say that there were some elements of the XFL that we legitimately thought was smart? You right. know, from an entertainment standpoint, we even thought the NFL or college football might pick up on some of these things. Now, the rule changes are one thing, right? But some of the vantage points we got, quite frankly, Joe, I loved the fact that the instant replay booth was mic'd up. And we could hear them literally going through it. I thought that was something that the NFL or yep. the or college may want to pick up and the, the access that we had to, fa um, yep. to coaches and players on the sideline, regardless of some of the XFL rule changes, the idea that Vince knew how to frame it for entertainment is something that, you know, he has uh, a ton of experience. In. It, and it, cause it, it's amazing the the, it's a generational thing, how wrestling has been passed down. Everybody sure. knowing what the, what the game is, everybody knows. Right. But, you've got to be that entertaining and you've got to be that engaging and interesting in order to be able to keep, especially today's ADD world, like you have to be able to hold people's attention. And I really do think that the XFL in many cases, first of all, wasn't trying to be another NFL. That wasn't what they were doing. Um, and, and we really started to see that take shape over the season there where it's, is it, Great football. No, it's not NFL football. It's a step below, although there are obviously some guys that could take it to the next level. But what it did is it provided a, a set of entertainment and access to plays we would never get in the NFL in a million damn years. So, you know, a couple of years, I thought down the road, and you can endear yourself to some of these guys that would have been there. I, they were on to something, but unfortunately, well, it's kind of wait and see right now to see what happens next year. Uh, I, very tough situation not being able to have those playoffs and crown a champion this year because I think it would have been we'd have been looking forward to next year big time yeah I think listen and we were saying it right we were saying it a couple mm -hmm. months ago they were on to something yep. okay because like you said they didn't try to sell themselves as the same level of right. competition they had some quirky things they knew they were going to be experimental they knew they were going to be about the access and the entertainment value yep. but as we saw i mean they had a legit tv deal yep. something the aaf didn't really have and you know you have to say something about the level of talent, Joe, because there have been now, you know, multiple players from the XFL that have signed with NFL teams. So the right. quality of play was there on some level, like, you know, the idea of the three-point conversion or the double forward pass. Is that ever going to happen in the NFL? Probably not. not right. But the idea of being able to tinker and come up with some good things, I do think the XFL was onto something, and you're right. I hope 
unlike some of these other, you know, lower level, whether it's leagues, teams, or businesses in your neighborhood, that they are able to come back yep. even after the financial hurt about this virus. Certainly hope it, uh, it happens that way, because I do think the best is yet to come there. Uh, but listen, in the meantime, we, uh, we got to get baseball back. Uh, we got to uh, come to some sort of agreement with the NBA and what's going to happen here. Still no agreement between the Players Association and the owners yet. Of course, we'll keep you posted. Uh, but we do have a draft coming up, the NFL draft. We do have a little more clarity as well as to the uh, nuts and bolts of what's going to happen here. Uh, a lot of question marks about where is Roger Goodell going to be. Uh, we'll go ahead and answer uh, some of those questions for you and take a look here of the latest regarding the NFL draft. We'll do that coming up next year on the early line. It is the grid, sportsgrid.com. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, guys. Welcome back in here to the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's the early line. Joe Ranieri and Dane Martinez here for you as... Uh, the NFL here will certainly uh, be playing a big role in uh, what happens over the next couple of weeks when it comes to the world of sports. And if you're just joining us, of course, uh, we learned uh, this week that uh, the golf schedule, uh, getting a little uh, clarified, uh, if you will, with the British Open being officially canceled as the organizers, first time since World War II, that that has happened uh, go ahead, collect the insurance money not to put it on, uh, not going to reschedule, but the Masters definitely rescheduled. The PGA, uh, the U.S. Open, the Ryder Cup, all of those events pretty much taking place from August, September, right through November. Uh, so at least uh, we've got some dates on the calendar in one sport, and that being uh, the PGA Tour, which is uh, always good. And, you know, Dane and I talked about it earlier, it makes no sense. For Major League Baseball, I think, or the NBA, uh, and this was something that we got a lot of early on. Where we'll be back by the end of the month, or we'll be back. It, it's the less we have to kick the can down the road on these things, I think, the better. I would rather them just hold off or give me something that says, I mean, listen, the PGA Tour can play in November, not a problem. Uh, you know, I, I think the tennis, uh, NASCAR, a lot of those individual sports can certainly pick up where they left off if they wanted to, uh, you know, go September, October, November. We're still a long way away from that. Uh, so I, I think that's all right. But baseball, I think NBA, NHL, you've, you, you've kind of used up your, hey, we'll be back sooner rather than later uh, thing. Like now we need to know, you better have a really good idea of when it is you're coming back if you're going to give us a date to circle on the calendar here. Yeah, and I mean, think about it, Joe. You know, if they if they try to move something, right, right. You know, there's so many ripple effect and complications, right? You have to see mm. if those venues are already booked or not. Remember, I talked about the Taylor Swift concert and the thing that's going to kick off the Rams yep. and the Chargers' new stadium. So, like, if you're going to move to a date and you put that out there, then you have to think about, you know, all the personnel, uh, the venues, you know, all that stuff, and then to only go ahead a week later or two weeks mm -hmm. later and say, oh, we got to push it back more. It just overly complicates it. So I think what golf is doing and what some other sports are doing that are talking about whatever they're rescheduling being as far in the future as possible so they can be safe. And when we get to that time, whether it's November mm -hmm. or December, feel a little bit more confident that, yep, the rescheduled or postponed time will actually be the answer as opposed to having to postpone it twice or three times is just so much more of a hassle, not only for the sport in question, yep. but the ripple effects of, you know, the people that were supposed to be in those buildings at that time. That's correct. And it's, um, it, it, tread lightly there. And if you're going to cancel it, then just go ahead and cancel it, whatever it is. I, you know, at, at some point, you got to, uh, you, you just can't sit there and throw your hands up because they really, with the quarantine being through the end of the month, We've bought you enough time to be able to figure out by April 30th, Dane, what the situation is going to be. And honestly, if we get to April 30th and, you know, we're in the same exact spot that we are right now, not knowing anything or not really having any sort of clarity, 
which I don't think is going to happen, but let's say worst case scenario, Dane, we're no closer to getting out of this, uh, but does knock on wood seem uh, in, in your area there in New York that uh, the numbers are starting to come down a little bit, which is fantastic news. You got to come up with something come May 1st. Like, right. I, I, you, you've got to say something, Dane, you know? It's got to be either, this is the deal. All right, guys, here's the deal. Like, we, if it, we can't start by May 15th, it's over. Or, you know, even in, we certainly with the NBA, like you've got, you've got the playoffs coming up, the most important part of, uh, of your season, the playoffs. Baseball, I would expect them to come out May 1st and just say, here's the deal. If we start by this date, it's 100 games. We start by this date, it's a, like you got to start letting the fans know some expectations. I get it. Don't come out now and just put the hammer down and say everything is canceled. Keep your fingers crossed for football. Probably not the best thing for the country right now, but I do think come May 1st, yeah, you, you got you to gotta start uh, opening up that uh, calendar and start giving us something to let, you know, hang our hat on at least. Here's the thing, though, Joe. If you think that the NBA doesn't know this already, oh, or yeah. the NFL doesn't know this already, it's just not public. Yeah. Okay, they're just not talking right, about it. That's a good it. point. Yep. About it before. There are people, the actuaries that are in there right now, understanding not about your fan entertainment, but about the cost-benefit analysis for the leagues yep. and the teams, right? Like, hey, May 1st, May 15th, June 1st, right? And if it's all of these dates, like, okay, we can still have a regular season. Right. Or we're going to have to consolidate the playoffs in this way. In Major League Baseball, right, mm-hmm. they've got a plan for doubleheaders if need be. they got a, a plan to condense it to whatever, 130, 115, 85 games, whatever the case may be. And as soon as we, on the calendar, mm-hmm. continue to cross certain dates and certain thresholds, they know which of their contingency plans are viable and which are not. Right. And for Major League Baseball, for a sport like, say, MLS, golf, tennis, They've got a little more wiggle room. They could be a little bit more creative. We talked about it earlier this week, though, Mm -hmm. Joe. Specifically, the NBA and the NHL, what they are also up against is an October start date for the following season. Okay, so they have to, at some point in their calculations, is going to be an eject on this season altogether so that they could just, you know, swallow it, eat their losses for this year, and still hopefully have future seasons look as normal as possible. Someone is figuring out the cost-benefit analysis of all of these decisions and all of these dates. Right now, they're just not telling you the fans. Yeah, yeah, and you got to believe, at least I hope, they have a better idea than than this situation right now. But uh, stop telling us dates and not living up to it. That's right. Just be honest with us, one way or the other, so folks can start to get mentally prepared. Uh, and listen, we, we got to get mentally prepared for the draft coming up here at the end of the month. And there's been a lot of questions as to uh, what is Roger Goodell uh, going to do? Is he going to be at some sort of studio situation? Uh, or is he going to be uh, on his couch in his uh, living room, which there seems to be a very large contingency of people seem to think that's exactly where he should be doing the draft from. And from a image perspective, from a psychological perspective, uh, while Roger Goodell and the millions of football fans that are going to be watching this thing around the country uh, are holed up in their homes, um, it, it certainly might be a little bit more relatable if he is doing the same exact thing, calling it from his couch. And I understand that point, too. You don't want to seem like, hey, they're, uh, you know, they're Roger Goodell and the NFL and the studio, they're all in one place and all of us are. So from a image perspective yeah they haven't made an announcement one way or the other on what he's going to be doing we do know some teams actually a number of teams are going to be doing just that they're going to be from you know on their couches in their homes uh trying to figure out who's going to be on the team certainly we know the guys getting drafted are going to be there so i i get why they're thinking roger sit on your couch in your living room and do the show from there you know hold the draft from there Uh, you make yourself a lot more realistic to everybody if you do so. I think so. And, uh, you know, we've always been doing this. We are in broadcasting, Joe. We know about remote locations Mm -hmm. and and, and how we could set it up to look, you know, like we're together or, you know, to be appropriate for on air. But what I've also seen in this pandemic, Joe, is that the public, 
you know, knows this. Yes. The public knows you're working from home. The public knows about teleconferencing. The public knows about, you know, everyone having their own little home studio that they can broadcast from. Adam Schefter has been doing this with a bookshelf behind him mm. for a while, you know, and we see this. And I think the public is more accepting of that, especially as we evolve in a professional community. A lot of people are working from home if you can, if you do have that luxury. And so it, I don't think it will even look weird, you know, if Roger Goodell is somewhere in his office or in his basement or right. out in his front yard, however they want to kind of frame it. I think the public is very understanding about what it would look like. And I do think this is going to be a studio-produced, driven NFL draft. Everything from the war rooms to the players who get drafted to the commissioner or others who are announcing the picks. Yep. Yeah, it's um, it's going to happen. And I think it's it's going to obviously start with him, right? I mean, as the uh, he's the one who's going to yeah. be calling the players. So uh, it'll be... As it, as it is, the way it stands, it's going to be a production like we've never seen before, truly going to be, uh, and I don't know how it would be great if we could be some sort of interactiveness with the fans from the couches and from homes and, it, you know, not such the spectacle. And even when you think about how they used to do the draft back in the late 70s, you know, and early 80s, it wasn't until ESPN picked up the draft where it really started to take off. Prior to that, it was just... It was a weekend of just total boringness, and, and they drafted forever. And, you know, you didn't know any of the players uh, outside of a couple of big-name guys. So it was, uh, it was a different way they used to do it. And this, to me, this could be the future here, Dan. Why have to fly all over the play? Why have to, boy, we can just do it from their home. And if they pull it off, it's going to be interesting to see other drafts and what happens here moving forward. A lot of unnecessary costs can be avoided by doing it this way. Yeah, I mean, I think that is possible. You know, I do think that the NFL loves the fact that it made this draft. You know, it used to be a radio city yep. every year, and now cities are bidding on it, you know, as though it's the Super Bowl or the Olympics, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and, and it has been a, a tremendous success, right? To get, you know, 100,000 fans over the course of the weekend yep. to go through, do the fan fest kind of games and activities. You know, so I do think they love being able to do that if they can. Right. But the truth of the matter is, Joe, and you know this, like you mentioned it, it has become a more like made for TV event ever since ESPN and the NFL Network has kind of grown it right. to be a spectacle. You know, everything from the fashion shows to the interviews to the green room itself having cameras in there, whether it's seeing Aaron Rodgers wait his turn yep. or, you know, whatever the case may be. It has become a produced made-for-TV event anyway. Yep. Then they added the kind of fan fest traveling in. That's not going to happen, obviously, as people still worried about social distancing. But the fact that this event can go on in a produced made-for-TV entertainment kind of way, I have never questioned. I, I love it. And there is a, a bit of good news, of course, in the world of sports uh, around the world where it does look like uh, Korea is planning on uh, kicking off their baseball season. And, and I can tell you right now, no bigger sport in, uh, in Korea than, uh, than baseball. This is their NFL. And they, um, they have done such a good job here in this pandemic here and fighting it right off the bat and flattening that curve that uh, they are saying they, uh, they are planning on moving ahead with their season as scheduled. And they plan on a couple of weeks being able to, uh, to go ahead and start... Uh, start getting the games going and, and have it ready to go. So it does look like, at least in some parts of this world, that the timeline is starting to get back to a little bit more of normalcy here and at least sports for the most part. And I do think a lot of the leagues here are watching what does China yep. do? What does Korea do? What, you know, what, where are they at? And the good news is, yes, um, that's ready to go here while they're everyone's very cautious as far as another wave uh korea seems to think that they've got uh, a pretty good handle on it that they can go ahead and at least move on with their professional baseball season yeah and I, that is great news and hopefully there are some lessons learned mm -hmm. south korea was one of the countries though yep. that put extreme measures early on yes. in their curve joe yep. right so and if you're thinking about what is it now two months later they're yep. starting to think about coming back and so you know if that's any kind of ruler thumb or frame of reference for us here in america i will caution everybody they they did kind of as a country flatten their curve yes. a 
little bit quicker and, and, and took a slightly different measures than we did in the United States. So it's not going to look exactly the same yes. as Korea. But I did see that as well, that they're starting to come back. And it's interesting seeing it from the perspective of Americans, uh, former Major League Baseball players that are over there. Yeah. I saw an interview with Dan Straley, mm-hmm. former, um, former baseball player here in the Major Leagues, who kind of went over there, was thinking he was going to try to revive his yep. career and is dealing with it over there in Korea, was saying everything from practices, having players with masks on, and then they kind of abandoned that idea because it was literally you know, uncomfortable to try to play with a mask on, and I'm sure any athlete can you know, deal with that. Remember how NBA players don't like having the face mask on when they break their nose, but they have to. True. And we, we do have some lessons to be learned, but it is not all doom and gloom as some of the countries who are dealing with this earlier on in the Far East are now starting to come back to normal. The problem though, Joe, and you mentioned it, the first time one of these players, yeah, you know, gets the virus they're kind of back to square one. Yeah. So that, and everyone is well aware of exactly, uh, you know, who, what, where. But moving in that direction, and they're a little bit closer, it looks like, uh, to playing some baseball than we are here with Major League Baseball. But, that, you know, having a 162-game season gives us a little bit more uh, flexibility, shall we say, as far as that goes. Still a little early, Dan. I don't know how much sense it makes to really dive into some fantasy drafts and and whatnot when it comes to baseball, given the fact that we just don't know what the playing rules are. Like, we just, there is a big difference between having to play 120 games and 80. I, I mean, there there is a big difference. Uh, how many guys, extra guys on the roster are going to be? I there's, there's a lot of unknown right now, I think, and I think it all begins with knowing how many games are we looking at here to begin with. I think that's where you got to start before you can really start planning. Yeah, we've talked about this a few times, Joe, right? We don't know how many games the season will be, the impact, when it will actually start. So our players, you know, off the DL or not, will there be a ton of double headers, what that means for bullpens? And we don't know what the travel will look like. Where will these games be played? What kind of window? So, yeah, there is a lot to still that are still unknowns that I would like to know personally before I draft my own fantasy. Team. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and we're close. I, I do think, like oh. I said, by the end of the month, we'll have a much better idea one way or the other on what they're thinking and how they're thinking. Um, but yes, it, it's coming. And of course, you got to get ready not only for baseball, you got to get ready for football. Uh, you got to get ready uh, for even, listen, some of these, the, the daily DFS aspect of it too. Yeah. Uh, which a lot of people are saying it'd be much easier just to concentrate on the daily fantasy than trying to do uh, season long. But the opportunities are going to be there. And right now, football going to be there. The draft going to be there. uh, And everybody seems to be at least on agreement as far as that goes. And again, good news uh, in Korea. Looks like they're that much closer to playing a professional sport there. And that will just continue to trickle our way. So when we come back, our number two, we'll take a look here at this all-decades team that they announced in the NFL. Plus, Ooh. we'll get you ready for that draft. We'll do it coming up next here on The Grid, sportsgrid.com. Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.